R2C2 is uninterrupted. We it's, are back. Yeah, that's it. You know what? We always say we're back. And I, I, I kind yeah, of, because it's every week, you know. Yeah, what I'm saying? Like we're back. Yeah. Once, you know, it kind of reminds me of like Eminem whenever, like he used to always like introduce his albums like that. Like it feels so good to be back. I mean, that was one song, but like he, he yeah, like do, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then you tried to give us a little melody and shit right there too. That was great. I, keep I, going, I keep going. <laughs> I couldn't just say it, man. You know, I had, to, I had to have a little, like, a little sing-songy, and it's something that's, that's a bit mellifluous. Uh, um, I did that the other day. I was in the dugout with Judge, and I was trying to explain the song to him, and I started singing. He was like, nah, keep going. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not, no, I'm not going to keep going. Like, we can go upstairs, and I can listen. I can show you the song right now, but I'm not going to keep singing this song. He like, clearly was he just. Was, yeah, he, he, got, he got me for a little bit. <laughs> I like that. He was just messing with you. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm excited for this next guest because, uh, and first of all, remember, like, R2C2 is uninterrupted. Download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, all Wherever that good stuff. Wherever you get your podcast. That's right. Wherever it is, make sure you do that. But I'm excited. For, this guy won me. He he definitely won me a couple fantasy championships. Yeah, yeah, I think so. This is like like at the beginning. Like, well, fantasy. When did fantasy start? I don't. I started playing his sophomore year of high school, which was for me 2002, maybe 2001. So I guess how we would have been playing in the big leagues around that time. Is that when you started? I don't think I. I think I started late because I was always the fuck that. I'm a Raider fan. Like I can't draft whoever else. Like I'm not. I was always into just the Raiders. Yeah. So I was never like a fantasy player until the Raiders started sucking. And then I had to like stay in the NFL. <laughs> so like I, then I started playing. I think I started playing like 2005 or six. And now you're addicted. And now I'm addicted. I, I, I have three teams, yeah. Do you play with Lil C? No, he he don't play. Really? He's not, no, he's not really into uh, – no, he's like me. He's a, he's a Raiders fan. So he's not really into like – uh, fantasy, to be I kinda, honest with you. I kind of like respect that, that he's just like, no, this is my team. At, at my- some point he will, you yeah. know, he'll get into it. But no, he don't, he's not in the league. He don't draft. He'll, he'll, he'll come to my drafts and like hang out, but no, not really. Well, I, I think we both are looking forward to this conversation with a, a man who's going to the hall now. Yeah, exciting. That's, that's crazy. That's pretty cool stuff. Terrell Owens on R2C2 is uninterrupted. Enjoy. I've seen Shaq like a couple times, and I always like freeze up. Like I always got a bunch of shit I want to say to him, and then every time I see him, like nothing comes out. Really? You know what I'm saying? Every time he's the only person that I ever like, just because he was such a big deal to me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Growing yeah. up, so like, oh yeah, okay. That's whenever okay. I see him, like I like, I don't know. I just, like, <laughs> you can't, you can't. He's it's a big crazy, deal. man. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> no, no, he is uh, honestly of of every like human, not even athlete, right? Human I've ever met. He's the one who like physically is most like. Yeah, he's- what like like you look at him you're just like how was this human created like this yeah, like i know you look at his feet no his feet this long yeah. <laughs> yeah. Monster, man. i remember being at yankee stadium one time when uh i was um like walking through the hallway at yankee stadium like in the suite section at one point i was working and he's like walking down like taking up the whole hallway <laughs> you walk through you're like that is just a huge dude you're a big hoops fan then yeah huh? i oh i love man yeah. i love basketball yeah i love basketball i know you tried to play in the big three right they won't let me play they won't let me play for in whatever the big reason three you was gonna play yeah Oh, uh, what, 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 what happened? Obviously, that's an NBA sanctioned thing. So, you know, obviously a lot of the uh, former players or what have you and retired players, it's, it's their thing. So, yeah, again, but they blow it out and shit. Like, guys blowing the AT, they need players. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. I guess if it gets that bad, then, you know, they'll, they'll put You me still in. play a lot? And, yeah, yeah, all the time. I mean, I play in a couple of basketball leagues. Play out in, you know, out in Compton. I play at one of the De- uh, DeMar DeRozan's gyms. Okay. Um, you know, play, play with his brother. I play a lot of pickup and stuff. So, so, I mean, I love the game. You know what I mean? It's one of those games where, again, unlike football, you really don't need somebody else to succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, your individual skill set will kind of set, set you apart. I mean, and your coaches, again, if you got talent, especially late in the games, you want to win a game, you put the ball in your best player's hands. And so you either, you know, rise to the occasion or you don't. Well, yeah. You think about what LeBron is doing now. LeBron is – as opposed to years prior when he he's it's always been that Batman Robin. He was, you know, uh, him and Dwayne Wade. Now then it was him and Kyrie Irving. Now he's he's Batman and Robin. So <laughs> he's again, he's forced 
to make these game-winning shots that everybody's been expecting of his caliber all these years. So, again, there's always that conversation, of, oh, well, who's the greatest, LeBron, you know, MJ, or Kobe. Now they get, now everybody is starting to kind of put him in that real conversation. He's definitely in that conversation. Now well, he is, man. No well, the thing yeah. is, again, statistic-wise, yeah, if, if you play longer than somebody, yeah, your statistics are going to be better than than. In, in MJ, of course, yeah. But I think it is. I think what really separates, you know, him and Kobe and MJ is because I think everybody felt that he lacked that killer instinct. So now he's forced to be put in this situation because he's not trusting anybody else to take that shot. Nah, mm-hmm. he's forced he, to take every shot. Yeah. So now he has to play like everybody's expecting the LeBron James to have played years prior. This is the LeBron that I like, though. This is what I want to watch, LeBron. Dude, it, this I mean, is like when when I saw dude, LeBron play in the ninth grade. When I saw him play, he was in, he was 15 years old. I saw him playing. He was in the ninth grade. You were with the Indians, and I then? wanted him to do what he's doing now. <laughs> Take every fucking shot. You, you know were, what I'm saying? Like right. you were asking you, this of a 15 of year a 15 old. Year old. That's right, how but, much better he but, was than everybody right, but else. I don't, yeah. Right, but what and, you and he, expected then, and then he wasn't he would ready. Never do it. Yeah, he wasn't ready because yeah. I think he was afraid of that moment. I really think he wasn't ready for that moment. Oh, or even afraid of it, or just just such a basketball player where he's just going to get everybody involved. But that's if, not if what you open player he's going to pass the ball to that guy. Right, but he wasn't at that at, again, but that's what made MJ who he was. He learned that he, he early shot, he on. He took that shot. You know yeah, what I mean? Kobe he learned too. that he like, he learned that early on. You at some point if you're going to win championships, you got to learn to trust your players. And I think he was adopting that really at an early age when mm-hmm. again, it was the opposite for him. You know, for for those other guys, they were taking that shot because they had confidence. Maybe their skill set wasn't, you know, at that point to where they were, you know, ready to make that shot, but they took it anyway. Yeah. But Kobe like you said, I thought they took it anyway. Exactly. And with, you know, varying results. Exactly. Uh, for, for, and, for, and they they for took Kobe, the heat. Yeah. I they mean, did. you're gonna be but, the hero or the goat yeah. by taking that he, by taking that shot. And I don't think he was really to take that, take on that, take that, on criti- that heat. That criticism yeah, yeah, yeah. or them. That makes sense. You build that foundation, right? Where it's like he's gotten an maybe, you know, he's gotten enough validation in his career now where he knows like you can't say anything about me. So I'm not worried about failing in any way if i take that right. shot and i miss it i don't care what are you gonna say about me look at what i've done and the crazy thing is and this is like a little bit more like basketball specific but he's hitting all these shots in in all different ways like a floater running off the glass he shot that ball off the glass the other day but he shot the ball like yo he missed that shit horribly yeah. <laughs> and then i'm like oh no he meant to shoot that shit off the, like a, a game winner off right. the glass though right. like he, what he's doing right on, now right. is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in athlete. And, and 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 it's so so like perfect timing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so like perfect timing because of the way that things that unfolded with you know uh, free agency with he and Kyrie, and then Kyrie leaving because Kyrie wanted to be the man. He wanted to be. You, have his you own know what I mean? He wanted. Yeah, you know what I mean? He wanted. And it, I don't think it had anything to do personally with him. But now he's won a championship, so now he wants to be able to develop. You know himself. Uh, he wants to be able to build a team around mm-hmm. himself and really get to a championship or just where have he's some say. Right. Like, he what, wants to what be type in the of player of his caliber don't have say in what's going on or who he's gonna play it with. Right, because exactly. He's under LeBron, right, you know? exactly. So he was always gonna thing. be that Robin, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. I think that actually, when people talk about like the goat argument, that's one of the strongest cases I think for LeBron. In addition to everything he does on the floor, like has anyone ever controlled the front office the way that <laughs> LeBron James does? Like, I'm pretty sure he, MJ probably was. Ha- had a Probably, hand in yeah. that yeah, when sure he was he in was Chicago. Yeah. Well, LeBron yeah. got a whole new team on fucking yeah. Monday. He was yeah. like, woke yeah. up on Sunday and was like, I need a whole new fucking squad. <laughs> Give me everybody out of here. By the way, most of these guys right. aren't like contributing in the playoffs squad. now. Like, like, yeah. like, like moving pieces. He yeah, came up with a whole new squad. That's, what I'm <laughs> That's a different. By the way, doesn't Terrell look like he could still play right That's now, all, man? Yeah. My still God, you still there's no doubt that I I can't. Is that working out? Is that genetics? Um, I think a little bit of both. You know what I mean? I've always kept myself, you know, in, in decent shape. Genetics, you would have seen me coming out of high school, you wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> I was like 6'1", 185 pounds, you know, and so that's that's real skinny, scrawny. Um, but again, like I said, I, you know, my desire, dedication, and discipline is what really got me to, to where I am, you know. So I wasn't one of those guys where you looked at coming out of high school. I didn't. I wasn't looked at as a LeBron or 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 a Kobe, you know. You just didn't see eye popping, you know, 
just physical passing, tools, you know, yeah. passing the eye test. You're like, oh, that guy's not going to be, you know, something special. But again, like I said, that's something that you really can't, you you really can't measure. You know, when you look at, you know, assess kids come out of high school or whatever, and you think about the ones that have gotten to the heights that they that they've gotten to. You know, mainly speaking of myself, because that's something that you 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 really can't put a clock or measure in somebody's heart and their mm-hmm. will and their drive. Mm-hmm. And that's what really got me to to where I was because I saw in high school, I saw I knew that. I was undersized. I didn't have the skill set and the talent of the, as the as my teammates around me, and so that's what drove me because I didn't want to just keep sitting on the bench. What was what's like a, you know how like LeBron always he pubs the the Versa climber that he loves doing in the in the gym. We've talked about before. That, that shit is no, oh, no, no joke. Oh, no joke. What's something like? No joke. What would be Man, like a, a to bad. specific like Man. exercise? Or what's something that's been like your thing throughout the years as you've stayed in? like immaculate shape? What's um, been like a, a weird, like something that's like, yo, I know I'm one of the only people who really loves to do this or like. Uh, man, the first I just, thing that comes to my mind is you're doing crunches in the driveway. I know, man. That's what I got to do to get ass. I gotta... <laughs> no, I mean, I wasn't known as a speedster coming out of college or anything like that. And so, you know, when I when I found my personal trainer in probably like 99, 2000, you know, that was kind of like when my body and, and, and things started to physically change for me because he taught me how to eat you know, he taught me about nutrition, you know, really kind of maintaining the body throughout the course of the year. You know, like you guys play a hundred and something games. Mm-hmm. So you got to stay on top of really your conditioning, your your body maintenance um, throughout the course of the year. And that's what I did. I mean, I did a lot of homeopathic stuff. I mean, just uh, uh, the longevity of any athlete, you know, the ones that play long. You think about what we just talked about LeBron mm-hmm. and you heard like about a, a few months ago, you talk about the investment that he's a making. Million yeah. So again, like I said, dollars. I guarantee you, I spent more money taking care of my body than I did probably spending on, you know, miscellaneous things, you yeah. know, from sure. cars, jewelry, anything else, because I knew the importance of it. And I started to become knowledgeable by listening to my personal trainer, even listening to the trainers in, 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 in whatever, whatever perspective team that I play for understanding that you can't make the club in the tub in order to be on that football field you got to be as healthy as you can possible so i spent a lot of time you know really just you know you know with the massage therapist you know nutritionist everything just to keep myself on the football field on sundays and that's when like you see when the the talent matches up with the work ethic Mm -hmm. it's a hall of fame player that's right you know what i mean sometimes you get guys that have the work that have the talent that don't work or, you know, can work but don't have the talent. But when you can match it up like that, you get a guy with the gold jacket, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like I said, man, I, I – Congratulations again, on that, by the way. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And it, it was – it didn't it didn't click with me right away. You know, I played with the greatest receiver of all time in Jerry Rice. You know, I saw what he did. I, I you know, I played aside this guy. You know, I watched from afar. You know, I watched film. And I saw that I couldn't be Jerry – but there are some 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 attributes of his game, parts of his game that I could add to my game. You know, understanding we're two physically different athletes, and so I added my physical ability to some of the finesse that he brought to the game and created some, you know, to. Yeah. Um. So again, it's almost like those superheroes kind of, you know, you know, I always reference, you know, how you know Peter Parker, Spider Man, David Banner's, you know, Incredible Hulk, you know, Clark Kent, Superman. That's kind of how I am when I when I was going on that football field. Outside of you know playing you know on the football field, I mean I'm just pretty pretty chill, pretty laid back. But once I get in get on that football field, you know you hear Kobe talk about that Mamba mentality. Yeah, you know you don't have any friends when you're in that court. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You see a lot of fraternizing now. You know it's a little bit different than when you know you think about MJ and and Isaiah Thomas and all those guys played. They they, they weren't fraternizing before no hey, game. That's it was something too that pissed me off with the yeah. Raptors in Cleveland. Like yeah. after they got swept this third time. Yeah, they over there dapping up. The, uh, yeah, the man. I'm, I'm, get dude, the fuck off the court, bro. Bro, I'm. You just pissed. got swept out of here Duh. again. Dude, not, you know what I'm not, saying? Not like, just swept. Confetti coming down and shit. You over here giving LeBron a five. Get the fuck off the court. Bro, not just swept. You the number one seed. You the number yeah. one seed. They said this is the first time in 49 years this has ever happened. See, and you know what I love about this? Like, this something that warmed my heart in the best way possible earlier this year. We're seeing you guys and the Red Sox go at it, like because as like, right as a fan, like you want that, like you. It's a you, rivalry. You, you yeah. want you want the teams, right? I don't want that fraternizing, especially after like you know your team gets annihilated. You want to see some yeah. kind of like emotion, yeah. right? You don't want to just like be cool with it. 
And I think you also, you do want there to be a level of competition that when you're between those lines, it's like, I, you know, I don't care what, what's going on. Like, yeah, because it we're seems not like, friends anymore. Right. It yeah. seems like you may take, it, it, it takes some of the edge away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I got, I got upset with one of my coaches, you know, when I played with the Niners. Steve Only Mary. one of your coaches? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just one. <laughs> Maybe two. We'll get there. Just keep rolling. We'll get there. Um, yeah, and, and when I was in San Francisco, uh, we played the Chicago Bears in Chicago. And I don't know what the final score was, but we were waxing them in the beginning of the game. And Steve Steve Mariucci and Dick Jerron, they were, be I guess, best friends. They grew up together or what have you. And so – he didn't believe in that mentality of running the score up or, or what have you, but you know, you know, and you, we've seen it. There's no no lead is safe, no. especially especially in basketball. But in football, I saw it before my very eyes. Like we were waxing them, and he want he didn't want to run the score up on him because that was his friend. And we end up losing that game. We end up going into overtime. Ooh. They end up catching up. Uh, I think we had them probably, like, and I was balling out. We probably, had, I probably maybe, I think maybe one or two touchdowns. If not, I had a good game. And so they end up tying the game. We go into overtime. So now they're looking for me to make a big play. So I run this little slant route. In, I was in the slot, and I had the defender beat. So Jeff threw the ball, and it was kind of behind me. So as I was running in my stride, the ball, where the ball was, was landed and where my leg was driving up as I was in my running motion, it hit simultaneously, and the ball popped up. Oh. Mike Brown, number 30, mm -hmm. intercepted it. Ran it in and scored, and that was before you know they changed the rules. Wait, there was no no uh, going back for you. Yeah. Although in that forth. case, it would have yeah, been game over anyway over. because of touchdown. Right. Yeah. So he ball popped up in the air. I'm I'm pissed off because I felt like I'm on I'm on the receiving end of this. Like if I catch this ball, it doesn't happen. But it was one of those freak things. Like the ball in my thigh hit at the same time. Mm -hmm. The ball gets a, he picked but it. But now it's it. on you because you got to make a play. But y'all right. Yeah. So now I I, I got to go and I'm going into the locker room press conference. I got to answer these questions. But then like I said, I'm understanding. Okay, dude, we could have won this game in regulation. You took the gas off. Mm -hmm. You took the gas off, allowed them to get back in the game, and we lose a game. Mm -hmm. So these are, you know, these are some of the things. Like I said, I, I just, you know, I, I just didn't like. So is it hard for you then now, like as a competitor? And this is something I always think with athletes. Like, how, how do you get that right? Like, how do you keep that fire burning when you're done playing? Like, That's a is good it, question because I'm on my way out. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you find things. I mean, it's not going to be to that uh, to, to that level to that degree of competitiveness. Um, and uh, like I said, you, because you're not making the amount of money, you know what I mean? There's nothing really to sustain you. Um, so again, you just find ways to compete. You know, for me, like, I mean, I, I, I compete in bowling. I, I like to bowl. I mean, anything, if I play Jenga, I'm, I'm trying to win. <laughs> you know I, mean? I have game nights at my career, you know what I mean? So I, I get very competitive. So <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what so it like is. You so then, if you're playing like beer pong, you're the dude who's like, "Hey, I saw you didn't finish that. You didn't finish that drink. Finish oh, that before no, you shoot." It, like, it's yeah. even worse than that. So we have. So when you lose, you got to take your shots. So we we designate either two shots or one shot. So it doesn't matter. So one of my buddies, he he does this too. So if you drink your shot. So we do that little shot test. If it's a little corner in there, be like, oh no, no, you gotta take the rest of this. <laughs> you gotta take the rest of it. I mean, it, it's a full shot. Oh my god. It can't be no little corner. You left a little something in there, so I need you to finish that. <laughs> yeah, I like how your competition has incredible levels to it. There are no boundaries to the competitiveness. Oh, no, we, yeah, we and, and now it's funny. I'm on a group we we got a group chat. Yeah, a group chat with each other, and it's called the GNC. That's our game night crew. <laughs> so it's funny. So now they're thinking of ways to try to elevate the competition. What games y'all play? Jenga? What else? We play Jenga. We play Heads Up. Okay. We play Cards of Humanity. Yeah. It's a game called That's What She Said. That's what which she is, said. Which is good. similar to Cards of Humanity. Yeah. We play a little bit of everything, bro. Trust yeah. me. It gets super competitive uh, so now know. it's just yesterday honestly we were just they were on the chat talking about we need to turn up the game level <laughs> so you're gonna have to start doing double dare and shit oh, like, yeah, yeah so they, they, they trying to turn it up they trying to turn was, it up whenever I used by to the way watch that show's show. coming back on I know I need to get on that so, show you should man oh, why not that show is great that I, was my shit I used to love that like and, and I used to always think like how, how amazing would it be to like Compete in that, or what was the like global guts like global with the guts was with good the too. aggro crag like oh, it's no, crazy I mean, like it's a, yeah. yeah oh you're looking at the group oh I'm chat looking right at now. the group test right now <laughs> I, yeah people don't want to you know I told him I said if, if you don't want to play the game 
if you don't want to take your shots, you can't play the game. <laughs> I don't want to hear no time about, you know, and, no, and then everybody's talking about, like, let's turn it up because nobody's really wasted except for a couple of people. And I said, yeah, I said, nobody's wasted because people don't want to take their shot. They're talking about they, they, they got to drive. They're on antibiotics. They got to teach yoga classes, all types of stuff. <laughs> and we ain't hearing none of that, dog. That's we ain't hearing great. none of that. All right, so you, what's your, you used to have some of the best touchdown celebrations, Terrell. Is there one that you're like, oh, that's definitely my favorite one of all time? Um, I mean, obviously, I think I think it's different than what stands out in everybody's mind, which is obviously the Dallas the Star. Yeah, and Dallas Star no, and, no, and no, the, the Sharpie. Sharpie. Sharpie's yeah. my favorite. The Sharpie yeah, yeah, was yeah, the dopest so one. Yeah. Sharpie's my favorite. But I like, you were on my fantasy team at the time, too, but, so I'm but, like, yeah, take that, Sharpie. Was it because whoever you yeah. scored on, you gave it to their – like, so it was somebody Yeah, we had a mutual city. friend, business partner, oh. uh, financial, uh, financial advisor. He gave it to whoever was in that box. It yeah, was like yeah, that person. See, you know. It was against Seattle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why that was the greatest, because he had a Sharpie and signed it and gave it to in that person's box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Sean Springs and I again, we're obviously we were good friends, and it yeah. had nothing to do with him. And so uh, his uh, he had his financial uh, guy from Arizona was happened to be at the game, and so he knew that we knew each other. So he, that was a game that he wanted to go to. So I had seen him that Friday. We had gotten into the to the hotel, and he he had said, "You know, dude, he's like I always wanted a, a football. He got to sign a football for me, or what have you." So I'm like, "All right, cool." But I didn't re- it didn't really register to me at that time. And it really didn't register to me until it actually happened. And I'm like, man, I, I put the I put the pen in my sock right before that series. <laughs> it would be equivalent to you going That's out, you going out on the mound, you knowing like it was in the eighth, seventh, eighth inning. You know, you about to just rip these guys off. You know what I mean? And so that's literally how it was. I just felt like on that series that I was going to score. It's a wrap. So, and again, I scored, signed it. And then just so happened we were going into the end zone where he was in the box. And so I just looked up and I saw him and I just gave it to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the that's rest not your favorite one. Your yeah, right. the, that's series, that's the, the rest is his confidence, man. man. Right, yeah. but my favorite. Yeah, but your favorite is My what? favorite is uh, we played uh, in Candlestick. Um, we were playing the Green Bay Packers. It was a rainy game. And uh, I had dragged uh, McKenzie in the end zone. I caught a seam route, and I grabbed the pom pom, the oh, cheerleaders yeah. pom pom. Oh yeah. So that was yeah. something that was impromptu because it wasn't really planned, and so I had no, no idea what was what I what I was going to do. So I just saw the, the cheerleaders there, and I just went and grabbed the pom pom. So, <laughs> like I said, you know, that's yeah. a good one. Did man. you, you ever play any of those out, or like the, yeah, the yeah, Dallas yeah, one you yeah, did, or oh, yeah, 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 the Dallas one I, I I did. That was done like, and so a lot of people. You know, they don't really understand why I did it. You know, they thought I was taunting or what have you. But the reason behind me going to the Dallas Star was, you know, they always said that, you know, because they had the hole in the middle of the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is God's country. This is God's team or what have you. So my my receiver coach, he knew that I was starting to come of my own, you know, as a receiver. I was starting to develop. And he goes, man, he goes, show them who, who's, who's God's favorite player is. <laughs> You know what I mean? So basically, you know what I yeah, mean? So that makes it even better now. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. But again, but it, but it had nothing to do with, you know, me taunting them. And so I that's what I did. taunting the Cowboys. I right. So I was just giving myself my respect. the son of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Just giving my respect to, you know, God for giving me this talent to do what I did. So that's, you know. That's terrific. That's great, so I, now, like, just having you here and getting to have this conversation has me even more excited for your speech, like, coming up for the Hall of Fame. Oh, have but you, I got some stuff Have you started? Have you started working on it yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been jotting it down probably, like, even as far as even last year, even yeah. before I got in. So, I mean, I knew I eventually I was going to get in. Um, you know, not really pleased with the process in, in which you I, was know, about I to got say, in. So, like, how you, like, not going. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it took, the, for right. The, for the, not, the door knock and all that stuff, it was just. Just yeah. not being there, or no, I mean, because like I said, of the disrespect, right? It was more disrespect than disappointment for me. And I think when you look at, you know, all the Hall of Fame, you know, talking about baseball, you talk about basketball, you know, they've they haven't really considered any outside stuff. They considered your body of work, what was whatever you did on the court or field or what have you. And I think with me, I think it was something personal, because how can you say that, you know? Um, I'm a bad teammate when guys have stood up and and basically have, you know, 
tried to dispel any of that, you know, the notion of that I was a bad teammate or I disrupted locker rooms, you know, and then they brought up character issues. Um, you know, my thing is I've never been any off the field issues. So when you talk about that, you know, that really speaks to a person's character on how they carry themselves. Mm -hmm. And I really adopted that, you know, early on when I played with, you know, the 49ers and you go home for the summer, you know, one of the, one of the things coaches say is like, you know, represent yourself, your family and the organization. And I took that to heart and that's what I did. Number one, obviously you want to represent your, yourself, your name on the back of your Jersey. But again, you want to carry yourself as a decent human being because all your actions is going to you know it's going to reflect on whomever you're dealing with and that's your teammates the organization and obviously your family and I think I've done a great job of that based on really how my grandmother raised me and I know right from wrong and you know throughout the course of my career could I've done some things differently uh, of course we all wish we could go back in hindsight and and you know do some things you know differently I made some poor decisions made some mistakes here and there um, but nobody's perfect and so that's where I I really felt you know really disrespected in that regard because they didn't really yeah, really adhere to really the bylaws in which guys are supposed to be inducted and really just didn't, you know, go by what I did on the football field and bringing other issues into play. Did it still feel as good as no, you didn't. imagine it? Didn't. it didn't. No, I had lost, it had basically lost that, that, that pizzazz, you know, of what it really meant to be in the hall of fame. And before I even knew anything about the hall of fame, I never really thought I would even be at this point. You know, I never thought I would be a football player, you know, for that matter, especially beyond the collegiate level. I played in high school, played in college, but that was never really my dream. You know, never my aspirations to go on to the NFL and and do what I did. Mm. Um, but I think with my athletic ability, my drive, you know, I talk about my three D's all the time, my desire, my dedication and my discipline. That's what enabled me to do what I did. Everybody has a desire uh, to do or be something, mm -hmm. but you got to put in that extra extra to to get there and that's dedication and that's discipline you know i did that you know at, at you know earliest high school lifting weights you know during enrichment period mm -hmm. you know when i had a had a chance and then i carried that on to college when i couldn't go home because you know like i said we couldn't afford a car or anything like that so i stayed at school for the summer so i asked the coach for for the key to the to, to the weight room so during the summer i mean i if i wasn't running around keeping myself you know around campus in shape then i would go to the lot go to that weight room i had the key Anytime that I wanted to, and I would lift weights. I mean, you know, if you're in the weight room, you got to have a spotter. That's how I became so strong because I had to do everything by myself because I was in there solo. Mm. So now that a little more time has gone by, is it is it is it exciting for you going into the uh, Hall of Fame, or is it still? I mean, it, I, I mean, I so think the luster is still off. I mean, I think that the luster is still there. I mean, I can yeah. like I said, I'm very fortunate. I'm, I'm 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 happy for the people that were literally genuinely happy for me and especially a lot of the fans because mm -hmm. the fans were getting pissed off too. Yeah. You know, everybody uh, was getting pissed off. Yeah. I mean, it was you just, know, because yeah. it wasn't no really sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what sense. I'm saying. Like yeah. I said, yeah. it wasn't no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Like, okay, you're keeping this guy out because of what? When his stats say this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you've seen guys that are in the Hall of Fame with far worse, you know, character issues and, and problems that are in the Hall of Fame. Right. It didn't it didn't affect you inducting them but for me it was and so you know at, at the end of the day I'm going to use this opportunity really to give back to the people again that that genuinely like I said I got so many heartfelt you know really just text messages even phone calls even from my trainer that you know my that, that was in Philly I mean he, he he basically told me when he heard he was in the gym he literally broke down in tears mm -hmm. because he knew me on a personal level outside of the the media portrayal of me because I played with him in Philly. Mm -hmm. He knew who, the type of person that I was. And I, I had so many players, even when I went to Philly for the first time, that pulled me aside. They was like, dude, you're nothing like I thought you were because they only saw me from – from a media, from the media perspective, they just saw the highlights. They saw the analysts commenting on me, commentating, you know, giving their opinions on who I was as a mm -hmm. person. So they drew their conclusion based on that. So, dude, that, I mean, I had people like, dude, I apologize, you know, for my thoughts, you know what I mean? But again, that's just how powerful the media is. And I think now you're seeing guys take advantage of the the their platforms that they have now to dispel. Look at this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. You get you got guys, you know, creating podcasts, you yeah. having mm -hmm. all these influx of uh of social media uh platforms where you can go on and you can like I said dispel and really speak out and speak and have a voice 
versus letting the media have a voice for you. And tell people who you are. You right. can tell it, people who you are yourself. Exactly. Yeah, and so, again, had, you, I mean, I was on the cutting edge right on the brink of, you know, uh, social media right as it was beginning. I was on the, you know, on the on the exit. It would have been yeah. fun to have T.O. in social media in the Twitter age, man. Oh, my oh, God, baby. dude. Uh, trust me. It would have been in beef like that. Uh, you you know would have been. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you would have oh, been going at yeah. Yeah. Oh, trust yeah. me, dude. And like I said, I mean, yeah. I understand, like I said, you know, media has a job, you know, to do. But I think that they've done me a, a disservice because a lot of people really think that I'm a bad person. They think I'm an arrogant, I'm a cocky person, bro. And like for me. Outside of football, like I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm pretty chill. Like I said, I'm laid back. I'm really reserved. You know, I have my moments. I'm just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You like your private time. You enjoy your friends and family. You know, the people that you're close to. And 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 again, like I said, a lot of people, like I said, I I know it has affected me even off the field. When you talk about marketing and branding and things of that nature, people still hold on because that's all they can remember and know mm-hmm. of me is that I was this type of person. But maybe this this go jacket is, you know, uh, uh, change that. Uh, it might. It might. Like I said, I got some stuff uh, brewing. Uh, yeah. I got, I got some speech. stuff brewing. And while we're on this, so yeah, I got this, um, I'm, I'm just partnering with this company called Celebrity Brand Builder. So we just talked about platforms yeah. and things of that nature. So what it is right here, I got, I got this Hall of Fame band. And so these bands right here, I got a number on the other side. There's a chip in here. So it's almost like, you know, Whatever information that you have about yourself, it's almost like an EPK, electronic press kit. You can download anything on this chip, and it's almost like Apple Pay. You download an app, and you just tap it, and it brings up anything that you have going on. So I'm going to have really kind of my road to the Hall of Fame pretty much all documented on this chip and on this uh, on the, in this band so people can kind of keep up with what I got going on. So I, oh, I'm even going to cool, yes, yeah, so I'm even going to give like two trips uh, to to two fans, you know, uh, to the induction, and I'm going to have like VIP like access, you know, jerseys. They're going to play Jenga against you <laughs> again. Like I said, if I want to put video content, yeah. anything. On on the uh, oh, in the that's, system, yeah, that's 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 what they do. Oh, so it's dope. called. You go to uh, www.celebrityfanband.com and then you go forward slash to. But again, if you want to just check it out, just celebrityfanband.com. Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's that cool. Do you are you starting to think about the Hall of Fame at all? What? What do you mean, man? Come on, bro. I'm thinking about pitching against Boston tomorrow. That's, that's it. it. That's <laughs> it. No, that's that's, that's, that's crazy. He just chilling here. Right, he got exactly. a game against. But he, see, I get, <laughs> that's I, the last thing. But I, I get to be, about, I bro. get to be his hype man, right? As his, <laughs> as his friend, like I'm like, yo, th- like there, like it, it was. CC's career definitely had that trajectory and stuff, but like it's hard. But I think. Like CC's gonna go to the Hall of Fame, man. I don't know, Lee. man. I might yeah. be a little short, but but I mean, come on, all, man. I, I just want another ring, bro. That's all yeah. I want. You got how many? One, two, one. You got one. I okay. got one. I need okay. one more, man. That parade, man. Like, no, nah, yeah, that's and all that's, I'm really and, playing for. Right. That's something like I said. I never really got a chance to experience, and that's why I was I was so happy for the fans of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. Like we were so close. Y'all was close. Now we were so close. Yeah, I mean, broken I mean, leg. We had a broken yeah. leg, bro. So I mean, <laughs> it was amazing that you was here, yeah. out there, bro. Man, like I said, I, mean, <laughs> I was just uh, I just did a I was just over in another building, and one, a Philly fan said, "Man, you gave us the second greatest game." You know, you did, and, man. And, and Philly history, obviously, like I said, obviously the Super Bowl trumps it, but we we, we just came up short. And what, so, out of all the places that you played, what was your favorite? Like, where where are you most connected to? No, I, I really feel it. Probably Philly and Dallas. Okay. you know what I mean. And I say Philly mainly because of the head coach, because he's a guy that really he's a coach that understood talent. And, and what he could do with a talent like myself and, and how advantageous it could be to the guys around them and just for the team as a whole. So again, bro, I, I mean, when I was in when I was in San Francisco, bro, that I felt like I could do so much more. Mm-hmm. So again, that's where I, sometimes I think a lot of my emotions spilled over into my press conference. And, and I think a, a lot of people, they don't really, really pay attention to this. I never really had any issues when we were winning. My only issues were when we we lost games, you know, where I felt like I could have gotten more involved and I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, in the game plan, that was never the case in Philly. There was never if we lost, that means we all oh, we just played bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And somebody just basically just kicked our butt that day. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. You can just yeah. have your, you can your just lose. Yeah, yeah, you have your best stuff. You two guys, you two teams are competing, and somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. Mm-hmm. But when we not my first year in Philly, bro, it wasn't a game like when I drove to the stadium, man, it was just like it was crazy. I'm I'm driving through a sea of green. Like, bro, I was hyped, bro. It wasn't 
I literally felt like there was nothing I couldn't do on the football field. That's Because I had yeah. basically, I had, <laughs> those fans are insane. And the thing is, I had prepared myself, you know, even when I was in, in San Francisco, I had prepared myself in the off season for those moments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when you, when you prepare yourself, you only expect great results. You know, and I think a lot of people too, you know, a lot of these kids, you know, they expect, you know, big results, but they don't want to put in that work. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When you have, you know, small visions, you can't expect big results. Mm-hmm. And so, and and I think a lot of people, their visions are sometimes small, mm-hmm. um, and I think their work ethic is not up to par with you know the idea of of the success that they have, and that was that's what really you know sets them short of what they're really trying to accomplish. I also think sometimes in the social media era too, right, where like everything's a highlight reel, and you're showing like the glorified moments, people expect that right away. It's like no, 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 like. There are all these other steps and lows and whatever and work yeah, and that think, goes into it till you get to that moment. But even like in that highlight reel, they they'll show the highlight of a guy that lost. I don't want to see the highlight of or somebody <laughs> getting crossed over and you missed a shot. Right, that's you true. You know what I'm saying? That like that time, work. it's just yeah. glorified like right. the, the 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 quick greatness. You know what I yeah. mean? Instead right. of like the what's actually happening. It's too hard body you, of work. It's twofold. Yeah. I mean, you saw what James Harden did to, to Wesley Johnson. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, But uh, he made the shot, though. You know exactly, what I'm saying? So exactly. we had him, yeah. you know. And then you think about social media, you think, too, like a lot of these guys, they're so consumed with, 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 the stardom that they're getting from social media that they're not putting in enough they're not putting in the time and the work to really deserve that stardom. That's yes. that's that's, yes. that's another thing with this new generation yeah, of exactly. players is that they want to be famous for something else other than what they're good at. Yeah. Right. You're a football player, you're a basketball player, you're a baseball player. They're be worried good about, at that. Yeah, they Don't be about. good at, at TV and social media and rapping and all that shit. Like be great at this, bro. Yep. You're good at this. Right. This can lead you to this. Right, exactly. You know that, what I'm saying? That can be a springboard. What you're doing on the football field can be a springboard for anything Whatever outside else you want to yeah, do. But you have that. to be good at this first yeah. because this is what that's the only your time talent anyone, is. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like And that's when anyone's only gonna give a shit. If you're great at that yeah, first, exactly. Like, you know, otherwise, it becomes a detriment. It's it's like it's the Pat Riley quote, right? The main thing's got to be the main thing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Hey, LeBron always talks about that too. He says, like, you know, what's what's the main thing? Because the main thing's got to be the main thing, right? Sure. All that you're juggling all these different things, but like, you have you got to be locked in on you what you're be. good at, man. So, Terrell, if if we if we take your uh, your some of your former teams and we take their current quarterbacks, Carson Wentz. Dak Prescott or Jimmy Garoppolo? Who would you choose from, from Ooh, those current quarterbacks? Garoppolo. Yeah? Jimmy? I'm, take, I'm taking Garoppolo. Why? Based on what I've seen him do, based on where he came from. Okay. The tutelage in which he's gotten to be, you know, learned, you know, some some nuances of of, of being a quarterback. Does that take does that cross over though? Like when he goes to San Francisco? You know what I'm saying? Or like Oh yeah. Does he, he keep that or does Of course. I okay. mean to understand like you've played in a system under Bill Belichick. You played behind a Tom Brady. When Tom Brady was hurt, he fills in. There was really no drop off. No drop off. No drop off. The only reason he got his job he didn't play because Tom got healthy. He got his job back, and then I think there was a, a suspension yeah. mm-hmm. that he had too. And he so can't, and he, yeah, he right. So yeah, he, so he, he held the fort yeah. down. Yeah. So there really was no drop off. I think he could have still accomplished the same thing just as Tom did, you know. Um, but now you see what he's doing in in San Francisco. You know, he gets that trade. Now you're seeing what San Francisco needed because they had a quarterback in place before him, and they weren't getting any results. Mm-hmm. He goes on, and he wins the last five games. That's 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 not easy to do. Yeah. Not with an average quarterback. So you can just tell he's a little bit better than average, a little bit better than good. He's very cerebral. He's taking what he's learned in in New England. And again, obviously you have your physical build, you know what you can do too and you learn in that system it's a different system. So now you just try to make the use in the best of what you have around you. And now you start you start to see guys start to play well because of the quarterback play. Mm. What about uh Current wide receivers. If you had to, if you had to rank your top three, who would uh, I'm gonna go my top three: Antonio Brown. Uh, ooh, it's it's hard with uh, mm-hmm. Odell and Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, you oh, know, yeah. and I and I say Julio Jones too, and I maybe I'm being biased because I just You're working work, with him. I've right? been yeah. working out with him. Yeah. I've seen this guy. I understand, and for me understanding too like he's a guy that's been underutilized mm-hmm. you know um you think about the super bowl that they lost 
And then you think about what his stats were this past year. But let's go to the Super Bowl. They up 25. They lose to to they lose to to, to New England. Number one, it could be a coaching. You can you can you can you can factor in time management. Mm-hmm. But then two, you look at look at Julio's stats. He only had four catches in that Super Bowl. Four catches for a guy that we're talking about the top three in the league. You got like you said, you don't. Like I said, a lot of that's a little bit of that's coaching. Yeah. You understanding, like, too, in certain situations, you run the ball when you need to. You pass it when you need to. You don't take the gas off, especially against a team like that. We just talked about that. No lead is safe. No. And and that one certainly wasn't. No, no lead is safe. But (laughs) this guy is, like I said, you talk about the the ability and the catch radius of this kid. Like, I've seen, dude, this dude is like, Legs are strong, dude. It's fast, mm-hmm. like quick, he's like he's a beast. And I think what really kind of keeps him out of conversation with some of the top guys, because you think about the highlights that Odell Beckham is doing, and you know some of the stuff that he's done, and you think about Antonio Brown, just just his consistency, his level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. But you think about some of those injuries is what really has kept Julio out of conversation. So if he keeps himself healthy. Oh my God! You're gonna see a new Julio. You're gonna it's, see. You're gonna see him in the forefront. As far as like receivers go, like what can what sets you apart? Is it like mentally? Can you like mentally like like running routes? Like can you get into a slump? Like as far as like you know what I'm saying? Like what what sets you, what sets those three apart mentally for, or or those three apart from the, the rest of the league? You know what I'm saying? Like I like, think just consistency. Um, and that's the thing. It is. It's, it's, you know, you, it's it's like with any any athlete, and I think when coaches assess talent, uh, you and you have projections, um, uh, predictions of 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 uh, and the potential of people, it's there. But in order to get to that next level, it's all about consistency, and you got to produce. And so I think that's that's what really separates kind of the good from the great. Um, you think about the LeBrons, you think about the Kobe's, the MJ's. It's something that sets them apart from everybody else. And uh, a big part of that, too, is longevity. Mm-hmm. And you think about longevity, in order for that to happen, happen, you have to be healthy. You know, it's just the saying, you can't make the club in the tub. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you're healthy and your body's firing on all cylinders, you're going to perform at an optimum level. You know, if something's nagging you or aching you or what have you, you may know it. Maybe the trainers or your teammates not know it. But if you're not really feeling 100%, you know, throughout the course of the season, you're not going to be 100%. Mm, But if there's something nagging you and you're not really – you can overcome that with whatever, whether it's mental or if it's with treatment or rehab, then you're going to struggle a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then even mentally, if you want to play to the best of your ability, if your body is not ready to perform, it's not going to do it. So that's why a lot of things, that's why I, I started to understand that's where nutrition really played a big part into my success. Because once I started eating healthier, my body started to perform better. I started to feel better. I mean, I started and to just. for y'all, it's just all recovery, right? If you yeah. feel good, you good. And the thing with you guys, too, I mean, obviously, maybe not for a pitcher because y'all pitch, what, a certain. Yeah, once every fifth day. So we have the time to recover. Recover, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. Like, for us. As receivers, I mean, even just football players, you know, we have a few days and we right back right. at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially you might with have na- a short week, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So now they, I mean, you know, they didn't have a lot of the Thursday games when we played. Now, you know, we had the Monday night games, mm-hmm. and then, like I said, it was a Sunday night game. Then you turn around, like a couple of days, a few days, you right back. You know, you back right back on the grind. Yeah. I, I got to ask you this one. Mm-hmm. I saw on the on t- on Twitter the other day, you said. Ryan Fitzpatrick was the quarterback that threw you the nicest ball. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you always have the and, – and, and like I said, a lot of people felt like I was disrespecting Steve Young, but I only played like three years with Steve Young. It was right – like I was still a young kid. Like I was still yeah, like a young – but how long did you play with Fitzpatrick? You played like what, a year with but I But I say that because – Where'd you it, play with Fitzpatrick? In Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, but okay. I say that because of where I was in a time in my career when, again, I played in a not a pass-friendly – you know, environment in Buffalo (laughs) because of the weather. You know what I mean? So I realized, like, before Fitzpatrick got the job, Trent Edwards used to be the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And so he was – they brought me in to kind of help groom him as a young quarterback to get to the potential that they expected him to play at. So it really didn't work out. He wasn't – it didn't pan out. Like, he had his main receiver in Lee Evans. That was his target. And there was a a tight end, too, that he targeted mostly. So he wasn't really comfortable with me playing. So – I came in, wasn't really getting the stats and the numbers that I that I wanted, but when Fitzpatrick came in, 
I started to I started to ball out because he's a veteran quarterback. He understood too. I was a veteran receiver. Like, yo, let me ball out. Let me let let me let's let run me the off. Yeah. yeah. And so and those are some of the things. And and I say that because it's one particular play that that really sticks out in my mind because of the heads up, veteran savvy play and just just the receiver cerebral player that he is. We're in Jacksonville. We're on the two yard line coming out. So typically in that situation, we got to run the ball. Yeah. So you can get, you know, so you can start to, you know, to, you know, orchestrate your or your your offense. And so we're on the two yard line. Everybody in the building knows, even the commentators, they're looking at like, okay, we're about to run the ball. The defense tried to disguise a cover too, but they knew the safety, the safety was coming down to stop the run. So right as we were about to snap the ball, the safety comes down to stop the run because they know we're on a two-yard line. I see it. Fitzpatrick looks out at me. It was almost like that that unspoken, you know, rule or just confidence or play that we had in our head. He made a check at the line to change the, the, the run protection to pass protection only for the line. I knew it was a pass all the way once he made that check. Dude, I scored on a I scored on a I scored a 98 yarder. Wow. <laughs> if I and I say that because if Trent Edwards is in that position as quarterback, that young court, he doesn't make that play. Yeah. He's not he doesn't have the balls to call that play. Right. And then like I said, Fitzpatrick, he was a savvy quarterback. He knew how to play the game. He knew like when to put touch on the ball, when to zip that ball in there. Like we just instantly, like every quarterback that I played with, it seems like I instantly clicked. But that was probably because I was groomed in San Francisco with this thing that we call the scramble drill. And wherever you are on the football field, if a play breaks down, wherever you are in relation to the quarterback, you had an assignment. You had somewhere to be. And so I learned that everywhere that I went. So if plays broke down, I call I, I did what I call MYA. That's make yourself available. So when that quarterback gets out of the pocket, plays break down. If you want to make a play, you want to catch the ball, be visible. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. So it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a knock on any of the quarterbacks that I played with because everybody kind of had their strengths and weaknesses. With Donovan, I mean, I felt like he could have had more touch on the ball at times, you know, and you saw a lot of inaccuracy when he, if you watch the game, you saw him throwing balls in the dirt. That's because his feet weren't set, wasn't accurate, did, I think didn't really really perfect his craft, really hone in on it during the offseason, work on the things that he was weak at. I saw it. Other players saw it. So it's nothing new that I'm saying it. Mm -hmm. But again, those are some of the things that, again, like some some quarterback back, backs possess more than others. I, I hope Fitzpatrick listens because, you know, he's <laughs> never going to feel better about himself than right now, man. No, and like, like I said, dude, I like I, it. No, good, dude, yeah. like I said, and good I know it's, it's off the cusp. And sometimes I, when I first said it, I was like, oh, let me just throw the fans off. Yeah. But I really had put some thought into it because yeah. I knew, like I said, at that time in my career, like I said, I was, I, I think I had like 800 something yards. And that's pretty decent, like I said, in a, in a not a pass friendly environment. Yeah, especially in like when, your 15th year or whatever it was. But again, like yeah. I said, the weather prevented us from really throwing the ball yeah, a right. lot of the times yeah. when it got late in the season. Yeah. So to have like eight to nine hundred uh, nine hundred yards and even some sometimes in that situation a thousand yards, you you're you're balling. You're balling. Yeah. I, I you know what? Yeah. You wouldn't think of the name because of Romo and and, and, and Garcia Dominic, yeah. and, Long, and, 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 and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But good for Ryan Fitzpatrick to have that moment thanks to, to Terrell Owens. For sure. Tio, thank you for doing this, man. Thank you. Oh man, thank you guys, bro. Appreciate you guys for having me, man. So you know, like I said, I, I mean, you know, CC and I, we we've done some things together. Yeah. Uh, that do uh, that do, do it there. Yeah, oh my god. To, oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah. That's what I had to was that the Super Bowl this year? No, like, that what was, was it. That was before Super Bowl. No, that was. was that? I don't know when it was. It was recent though, right? Yeah, it, it was, was like in the it last. Was like it was January after Super Bowl. Yeah, it was after it was Super Bowl. Football, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's when I had the, the cheerleading outfit. He had to do the cheerleading. He had me eating. He had me. I had the cheerleading outfit on. It was dope. Yeah, that it was, was the sense. Yeah, yeah, of course, it was for charity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I think we were both good sports, especially me with what he had me drink. Oh my god! What you have to drink? It was disgusting. I put so much shit. I think it was colonoscopy. It was corn dog. It was. Yeah, uh, cheese. Yeah. It was broccoli. <laughs> it was like some of everything. Oh, Your abs God. just went boom, like that, <laughs> just man, gone. No, like I literally wanted a gag. <laughs> but like I said, it was for charity. Well, so, well, maybe yeah. at some point we'll, we'll have to get you back on R two C two, Terrell, so that we can do like some kind of Jenga game where the stakes are something like that. <laughs> like you can get back at him with with like this concoction of. 
cheese whiz and broccoli and whatever else. Oh my god, that was I could do. I really thought he was gonna like. Just look out for me, bro. He, <laughs> dog, he, it was no hole. Oh, that's, that's not him, man. He's dude, like, oh, no, 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 man. dude, I'm like, no like you that. with the competition, bro. Dog, I'm like, dog, I'm like, dog, I'm like, dog, you just had to put on a skirt. Like, I'm like, dog, come on, really? I'm having to ingest everything. Dog, he started putting ketchup, mustard. Then he put a goop of mayonnaise in there. Oh, man, I'm like, great. dog, I'm like, dog. They gave me all kind of shit, dog. It was I'm like, dog, finish it? Dog, I'm like, dude, he, he must have. taken a sip of okay, it. I'm like, he must have. And then I drank it after. I'm just like, for fun? yeah, just for fun. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, which team did I score on? That he, like, who did he, who, who did I score on? One of his teams. I'm like, oh my god, that's was, fantastic, dude. It was, it was the Raiders. It was gross. That's his team. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's you probably scored a lot of touchdowns yeah. on the fucking Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've scored on you know every team twice. So. <laughs> you know, so Terrell, thank you for this, man. I appreciate. it. Thank you, guys, bro. Yo, T.O. can talk, man. Yeah, he was good, man. Yeah. We didn't even get into, like, I wanted to ask him about if he wanted to, like, get in a booth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, X's and O's. He sounded like he was starting to get into that, like, really good. That's a good point, because if you think about it, like, look at how, first of all, that Cowboys team, they're plucking everybody, yeah, right? They like are. Romo, Witten. Romo's ridiculous at it's this, It's crazy, right? right? He's so good. What is, does it make you want to get into it a little bit? No. Like, for games? Nope. What, what if... They said, what if John Filippelli comes to you and says, CeCe, we will let you wear a polo instead of a suit. Would you be interested in doing games if the attire was whatever you wanted? If the attire was whatever I wanted, I would probably do it, but I don't know if I would be that good, like, in depth. You know what I mean? Like, Why? You Romo's are in depth. so good at just, like, he's calling plays and shit. Yeah? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if I could could be that good. I mean, I, I feel like I could, I could offer some good insight, but I don't know if, I mean... On the level of like what he's doing right now, you, is incredible. Well, he he is amazing at it, no doubt. But like, you don't think you could watch a sequence unfolding and be like, "Hey, like he should be anticipating yeah, a oh down no, and in sure. and, and I'm 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 scared I might cuss too. You know oh, what I'm saying? That, like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, that that's a legitimate concern. <laughs> that is a very legit concern. Like. Especially like us doing this podcast now because yeah. I feel free. Yeah, exactly. Like I'll just say whatever the fuck now. I like, know, man. It's not good. I kind of well, it's kind of great, uh, but like, <laughs> but like it's also not good. Yes, it's but not I, good. It, it's funny because like I keep now whenever I watch your post game interviews, like after you, you're start, waiting for me. To oh cast, yeah, 100%, like. yeah, I'm just like he's gonna be like, yeah, you know what, shit, like ah oh, man, like I threw that fucking down and in cutter, like it's like I, like I just know it's I'm, really a conscious <laughs> thing for me not to cuss. Like I have to. Really consciously think about not cussing. Is it was it that way before the podcast? It's always been. It's I've always, always been. been like that since oh, I was a kid. Yeah. So you have to like you you you. Whenever you do an interview, you have to really I have think to about really that. think about not cussing. I've always had to think do that. Well, here's the good news for you know our our audience who maybe is just getting acquainted with R two C two and our relaunch on uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. You won't have to worry about CC censoring himself at all here. <laughs> don't worry about that at all. That's it. And we like to create an environment for our guests where they don't censor themselves at all either. 1,000%. And since we're going to be on the road together a lot coming up, we'll have some fun guests too. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. So make sure you subscribe to R2C2 wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and, uh, you know, share. Tell all your friends. Tell people you don't like. Just tell everybody. <laughs> everybody should be listening. The relaunch. <laughs>